Ready? Hit it! Hello everyone and welcome to Variety Theatre, the Spice of Life podcast with Maria Lovelady and Michael Allen Bailey, a podcast that aims to bring all things variety out of the wings and into the limelight. So without further ado, let's let's get get this this show on the road. everyone and welcome to Variety Theatre, the Spice of Life podcast with Maria Lovelady and Michael Allen Bailey. This is our mini pod. Woohoo! So one of the most popular questions that has resonated with all of our listeners is about our guests' favourite theatres. So we will be using this mini pod to dive deeper into some of our favourite theatrical venues inspired by our main episode. Now, if you're listening on Spotify, you will have just heard the incomparable Tommy Tinder performing Champagne Charlie, a song synonymous with this episode's Theatre of the Week. Now, unfortunately, we can't share music to the other podcast providers at this point. But if you hop over to Spotify and listen there, you are in for such a treat. So back to Charlie and his champagne, what do we think our theatre of the week is? Well, of course, it's none other than the fabulous Wilton's Music Hall. Now, you may have heard some of this information on the main episode, but that won't usually be the case. We just couldn't resist making Wilton's our first episode and thought it was worth the repeat. But if you have listened to the main episode and have heard some of these facts before, stay tuned or skip forward because we have some very important news coming your way from the chair of the British Music Hall Society itself. But for now, let's hear all about the wonderful Wilton's Music Hall. Tell us what you've been doing. Well, you yourself have been uh, relaxing up in Scotland on holiday. So I had to go out solo this week and do our interview with director Mark Bell, who's directing a show called Horse Country at the Wilton's Music Hall in London from the 28th of September to the 2nd of October. Now, this sounds absolutely incredible. The show sounds incredible, but also the theatre sounds incredible. I mean... This is a real authentic musical, still going, still in operation. It is still going. So my fact today is to fill anyone in that doesn't know about Wilton's Music Hall, just to tell you a bit about it, because it's such an interesting place. So the Theatre Trust described Wilton's as the most important surviving early music hall to be seen anywhere. I mean, even the photos that you sent. I mean, I wasn't there, unfortunately, and I was devastated that I wasn't there, especially when you started sending me all the photos that you took at the theatre. It just looked so incredible. It looked so atmospheric. You could feel the ambiance of that old time music hall tradition. And I was jealous as hell that I wasn't there. It was amazing. I had such an amazing day and everybody there was so kind. So thank you to everyone at Wilton's and especially Mark for taking time out of his schedule and letting me in on a little bit of rehearsal to have our conversation. But I'll tell you a little bit more about Wilton's. So Wilton's, like so many music halls, began life as a pub in the 18th century. And in 1839, a constant room was built at the back of the pub and the building's life began as an entertainment venue, which we researched so much, haven't we? This is just the normal way of how music hall developed and, mm-hmm. and grew into what it was. So John Wilton, saw the building's true potential and he built the music hall that is standing today. 
his wow. theme was to provide a West End experience with all the glamour and the comfort of the West End for the working classes in the East End. And this is what we love about Music Hall, isn't it? That you didn't have to go to those big West End theatres to get a fantastic show. And you could go to the East End, you could go to Scotland, you could go up to Liverpool, to Manchester and get a great show. So Wilton's just encapsulates everything that we love about Music Hall and why we decided to research this genre in the first place. And it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, from everything we've researched about Music Hall, it does seem to be one of the rare mediums in those days that really catered more for the working classes. Absolutely. And Wilton had the music hall furnished with these lavish mirrors, these sparkling chandeliers. He installed heating and lighting and a ventilation system. So before you even get to the entertainment, if you think of what that area of London will have been like in that period of time, you would have just wanted to have gained access to a building like that. That's a great place to go and hang out and drink and be with your friends and family. But not only did he do this to the building, he got the top entertainers of the day at the venue. So he would take people from the West End, he'd put them on at the East End. He took them from all over the UK, from the circus, the ballet, fairground performers. I mean, can you imagine this place must have been buzzing back in the day? They must have been thrilled to bits, Mm -hmm. especially when you say when it comes off the back of performing in the in the back rooms of pubs. Yeah to have this absolutely lavish. All of a sudden, yeah. Amazing. So unfortunately in 1881, Wilton's closed its doors and that area of London had become notorious for extreme poverty and and not Mm. very nice living conditions. So it was bought by the East London Methodist Mission and it remained open for 70 years, the building, as as a charity. And it actually stood throughout many famous incidences that happened in the East End, such as the Blitz in London. Really? So it, it didn't stay as a music hall? No, no, it's so... Oh my seven- gosh, I really, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So how did it, when did it come back as a music hall? When was it rediscovered as a music hall? So it was in the 60s, it was about to be demolished. So the council wanted to regenerate. They didn't really see the, the joy in, in the history of this place. And there was a big campaign that was led by theatre historian John Earle, who got on board the poet John Betjeman to wow. keep the theatre alive. And they also got on board some of our old mates down at the British Music Hall Society. Oh, stop. It's the circle of life. that society had just been formed and though those together all campaigned to keep it open now why do we love the uh british musical society why do we love the mike adam borzo adam borzo everybody loves adam borzo so he was in our first episode. And if you want to know more about the British Music Hall Society and Adam Borzone, who is the current chair, go back and listen to our first episode because he is a fountain of knowledge. So they won and they got to keep the, the building. Mm. It was left standing, but it was still a bit derelict. It, it wasn't great. And lots of people over the years, such as Spike Milligan, the BBC, the National Lottery, they all campaigned and put money in to regenerating the music hall with former artistic director Francis Mayhew. And it's now been 
fully refurbished to its fabulous former glory and you can see all sorts of entertainment going on there and in 2016 it actually won London's building of the year it's that fabulous so what a story what a journey this building has been on that's incredible to to be built to be purpose built for one thing get changed into something completely different and then end up back what it was originally made for. And for it to look as stunning now as it did then. I have to say, when you're there, the history of the place is like hanging in the air. It's it's the atmosphere is so magical. There is a very famous mahogany bar that you can still go to and have a drink. All that Brit work and the stage, it's a really unique experience for any audience member. I would urge anybody that's interested in theatre to go and check it out now you're making me feel worse that I didn't go (laughs) well what a better time to go when horse country is going to be playing there in the next few weeks I'll be there next Saturday so if any of our listeners are planning on going to see horse country next Saturday then give me a shout because I would love to meet you there and if you can't make it then as Mike said before do check out our Instagram page because I've got some fabulous pictures from behind the scenes at Wilton's there as well. Do you know what's amazing to me now, knowing all that, is that the detail, like I said before, the detail and the ambiance that was evident in your photos kind of wasn't always there. You know, surely when it was turned into a mission, it would have been changed. And, you know, they've they've gone to such efforts to put it back to what it would have, would have looked like yeah. when it was a music hall. That's even, that's all the more incredible because you think, wow, somebody's really gone to the time and the trouble and the effort to give it that feel. Exactly. And I think that the types of shows that are still on there reflect that experience. And if you want a night out that's just that little bit different from your every every other night out that you go to, then I would definitely suggest going down to Wilton's because it is such a beautiful, unique experience. Fabulous stuff. We hope you all enjoyed listening to that. I certainly enjoyed No More About Wilton's and I really can't wait to visit it. Hopefully we get to go soon. Now it's time for us to introduce to you our brand new feature that we're going to have in every episode. We're debuting it in our episode today in this mini pod, but it's also going to feature in our main episodes as well. Now, Maria, tell us, who does everybody love? Everybody loves Adam Borzone. Everybody loves Adam Borzone. So who, who in who I think um is is finding it increasingly amusing that we we've sort of captured <laughs> him and his work. But why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? And we thought, I mean, it would be stupid of us, it would be criminal of us to have the chairman of the British Musical Society at our fingertips and not use him to his full potential. So we thought we would get in touch with Adam and ask him to send us some fascinating random facts all about the world of musical and variety theatre. So Adam is sitting in his little zone right now with all these facts at the ready. Shall we hear some of them? Let's head over to the Get to Know More Zone with Adam Borzone. Did you know that the Lower Marsh behind Waterloo Station in Lambeth, London, and once described as an avenue of miserable hovels, 
was where the Canterbury Arms opened in 1852 and is widely recognised as London's first purpose-built music hall. Did you know health and safety is nothing new, as in 1878 a law was passed which required all music halls to have a certificate of suitability. However, this was far from a positive thing, and the morning after the new law was introduced, it was thought 200 halls closed because they could not afford the changes needed. Did you know that before theatres had backstage tannoy systems, it was the responsibility of a boy or girl to run backstage and alert the performers of their entrances in time for them to appear on stage on time. The British Musical Society names its quarterly journal after this job, The Call Boy. Adam, how interesting. Now, we did know, didn't we, about those call boys? Because that was um, a feature that we explored in our show twice nightly. That was one of the ways that the characters knew that the theatre was about to close and was going downhill because they let the call boy go. It's one of those things as well where you think, you know, all right, yeah, it's probably really wrong to use kids in that way, but I'm sure the stagehands would love <laughs> Good love of you, call boys on hand at the side of the stage. <laughs> Send them up the stairs. Well, thank God for tannoy systems. Let's just say that. Thank oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you really enjoyed this short and sweet episode. It's a great way for us to share a little bit more about the theatres discussed in our main episode and also some fabulous songs with you too. So let's finish with one of those fabulous songs. For all of you on Spotify, let's enjoy listening to the late, great Barbara Windsor and her rendition of Daddy Wouldn't Buy Me a Bow Wow Wow. 